0: Promo Insiders, an ASI media podcast that covers the topics that matter most to the promotional products industry. I'm Chris Ruvo, and I have a question for you. What happens when things go wrong on a big order and it's not your fault? How do you react? What do you do? My guest on today's Insiders has some answers. Stephen C. Peake is a regional sales manager for Top 40 Distributor American Solutions for Business. He recently had to navigate a $39,000 order that went wrong for reasons beyond his control. He did so with great success, winning a major client's long-term loyalty in the process. He's here to share strategies to help you do the same on trouble orders. Stephen, thanks for being with us.
1: My pleasure, Chris.
0: So let's um, jump right into these to these questions here. Tell us a bit about the order. Um, who is the client, and and what did they need?
1: Okay, Chris, it was a, a large pharma- pharmaceutical client of ours, and a very good client at that. And what they needed was. They needed 5,000 custom face masks to try and pre- prevent the spread of COVID-19 within their firm. And what they what they wanted on it was that the, the CEO has a mascot that he that is very very, you know, part of his, he created. it. It's a squirrel, and he wanted those printed that, that mascot printed on 2,500 royal blue masks and 2,500 navy masks.
0: All right, very good. So so a, a, an interesting order, a pretty big ask there um you know something that you had expertise in doing but something went wrong there was a snag what what was mm-hmm. it that went wrong
1: well we we want, we wanted to get the we 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 had produced them and we had also had to do a tie back envelope to mail them in Chris. so we had produced both the tie back envelope and the and the masks and we sent them to the mailhouse okay unfortunately it was on or about the time that the um election was taking place Oh no! So, yeah, we ran into some some real, real big tr- trouble, and you know that's that's the that's the um long and the short of it. We we had these masks and these tieback envelopes sent to the mailhouse. Mm-hmm. They fulfilled them. They fil- they inserted everything properly, and they delivered them to the mailhouse, which is the United States Postal Service. Mm-hmm. And we use those, Chris. We use the USPS because it's a little less expensive than UPS.
0: Sure. Yep. Okay. Right.
1: Right. So that's what we did and um all packages mailed mm-hmm. and everything was hunky-dory everything was going great
0: so sure um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> much to my surprise correct yeah. so what happened was the client called on or about the, the, the packages dropped on about 10 29 chris mm-hmm. on october 29th on or about 11 7 the client emailed and called and said they've been receiving some complaints from their employees that they hadn't received these masks so we immediately contacted the mailhouse, house and um, then they, and we, as a, as, a, as a team, contacted the United States Postal Service, okay? They made tray tracking. I, I learned a lot about this process, Chris, <laughs> uh, about what happens at the United <laughs> States Postal Service. They, they made tray tracking and made available, was made available to us. And the mail was supposed to have d- been distributed out from the Philadelphia hub to 10 different regional post offices for final deliveries. Well, after further due diligence with the USPS supervisor, he advised us that due to the election, all mail was frozen until all ballots were mailed. Oh no. Yeah. so so it was a total total shutdown, total confusion. And quite frankly, he even shared that this, the term the perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Um, he informed us, Chris, Chris that two three hundred and eighty two packages were out for delivery. But 960 of the packages were still in the Philadelphia
0: Post. 960 packages. were just, they were stranded.
1: Yeah. They were stranded, stranded. So, so, that- so, you know, I said, obviously, the uh, uh, obvious question to this gentleman, who, who was somewhat, you know, he was he was doing his best, Chris. Mm-hmm. And, and and his responses were, hey, listen, first of all, sir, what can we do about this? And he said, well, his response is, first, one, they may be found. And they may eventually mail, not sure when, or they may never be located, and they may eventually be thrown out.
0: Would that you could give answers like that in private industry, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I might get your order. I might not. But, you know, send the money along anyway. That's that's good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I wish I could tell the client that too, right, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So at that point, Chris, we had to make a decision. You know, we had to... After exhausting all possibilities regarding the United States Postal Service personnel, we we sent an email to the client Mm -hmm. and um, and keeping in mind, Chris, this was a very good client. Okay, Mm -hmm. an email was sent to our contact on the project. Mm -hmm. But Chris, I also wanted to send it to the H.R. director, a a highly influential person at the account so she could be made aware of the situation. Chris, I can, you know, I don't know if you want me to paraphrase the email or or we, we certainly have it available to you. Yeah,
0: just on... paraphrase it. Give us a sense of what, what yeah. you, you said and what you committed to in there.
1: Excellent. Excellent. We'll do. So we basically described exactly what I described to you. Mm-hmm. And that and then we 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 came back to them with two scenarios. Um long story short, USPS was at fault, but it's my responsibility to you as a client. And and I wanted to do about right by them, and I did that. And I assured them that it would be uh, if if we did a subsequent mailing. So I came back to them and told them we could do two things. We we could resend scenario one. We could resend the, the the entire mailing, okay. Which is you know, and we wanted them to know that we had a lot of skin in the game as well. So I decided to let them know. That this order cost about thirty-nine thousand dollars, just so they realized what we were, you know, what we were putting, putting forth here. fourth year. Or the second one was, we had sent the client approximately a thousand masks back to them for future use, for future hires and things like that, and we were going to ask them if we could we could take those back, and then they would have to. And then this is where it gets a little iffy because they would then have to go out and send an email out to all their employees asking if they got these masks. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, Chris, that's, that's very difficult for them to do. Okay. So those are the two scenarios. That's what I presented in the email. Uh And, um, and my strategy there, Chris, was to remove my contact from the middle of all this. It wasn't her fault. And it was very important that she didn't get stuck in the middle of it. So we wanted to make sure we got this. To and the Steve, HR if, I,
0: if I could interject, because I, I, th- I think that's such an important move on, on your part, because that client is who you have the that, or that contact is who you have the relationship with for that account. And you were able to remove any blame or flack that they might have been getting from from their superiors. So when you do something like that, instantly that person is going to feel very positive about you that that you're yeah. that you're kind of running interference for they're not even running interference and you kind of got the shield up for them and you're saying this is what happened this isn't this person's fault and i have to imagine that that did a lot for the relationship
1: it did it did chris and something that we all need to be as sales professionals we have to keep in mind we don't want to we don't want to bury the person that we're dealing with to go to somebody at a higher level at the c level and and we didn't we didn't do that so if i may we 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 what 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 I wanted to emphasize to them was this was USPS's fault. This was the United States Postal Service fault, but it was still my responsibility, and, and that we were willing to remake the job. Okay. So, um, then we finally got a break. We finally got a break, Chris. And and while they were deciding what to do, the USPS was able to supply us with the list of the names of the 960 that didn't go out.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah.
1: That made that made it unnecessary for the client to send out this inquiry to their employees. And it also allowed us to, they, they then supplied the 1000 masks back to us that we had supplied for them. They kept a hundred of each color for future mm-hmm. hires. But what I wanna emphasize Chris here to everybody is, I think because we, we stepped up and we offered to re- remake these, mm-hmm. We were on the same. The client was all of a sudden knew we had skin in the game, and they were all. All of a sudden, they were on the same side of this. Okay. You know what I mean? They yeah. were amazed that we would do that. It wasn't a tug of war anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've I've managed my share of people that get involved in these tug of wars, and nobody wins. Okay. You know what I mean? Nobody wins, and um, it just it just it really helps the entire situation. And then we got that break. Mm-hmm. I then, then contacted my mass people. Mm -hmm. The mass production facility, the GM, and he was very willing to do it almost at his, below his cost. Okay. And the same thing with the Tyvek envelopes. They did those at below cost. Oh, wow. And then the folks that mailed them did the, was going to, then volunteered to do the mailing for free as well. So people really stepped up. And I think if you're, if you're honest and you put people into your predicament, that they're willing to help. Do you know what I mean, Chris? I
0: do. Yeah, I know. I abso- I absolutely do. And um, so, so the upshot of this was what? How did it all kind of end up eventually?
1: Okay. Okay. So what we did was, we rushed production four days on the mass and tieback envelopes, rush fulfillment, mailing right in the middle of a snowstorm. They got these out, and wow. on twelfth on 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 12th, December fifth. We mailed them, and one thing we did do, Chris. One additional thing is we upgraded it from a bulk mailing, the bulk rate, where you get really good rates, mm-hmm. and we we made it first class because it was around the holidays, and we wanted to expedite the mailing as any any as much as we could.
0: Sure.
1: Okay. So, hey, listen. The, the um, th- they were all delivered. <laughs> some of the people, some of the people inevitably probably got four masks instead of two. Oh, well, all right. Well, they they're were, not
0: cleaning, I'm sure. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if they were ever dug out of that United States Postal Service um, <laughs> in Philadelphia Post Office. Yeah. But, you know, the bottom line is we, we built it on January, December 26th. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the initial order was taken at a, at a, at a nice GP. And what we were able to do, Chris, because of everybody stepping up—the client uh-huh. and the production facilities—we yeah. were we were able to, you know, not not get killed on the order, and okay. we actually made money on the order, Chris, which okay. was, you know, at the be, at the at the beginning of all this, I was I was looking at a thirty thousand thirty nine thousand dollar remake. So,
0: yeah. Well, to make um, a profit, to go, go to go from the prospect of that to a profit is amazing, especially given everything that was going on, and everybody knows how crazy it was uh, during the fourth quarter. With, with shit still is with 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 shipping yeah. and mailing right. and everything. So right. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to to the to the mini miracle that that was. <laughs> you had a Christmas yeah, I, miracle there. Yeah. And what I
1: really want to emphasize, Chris, a couple of points is the vendors really stepped up, and I think if you if you offer honest, it honest, with honesty, tell them what happened, mm-hmm. and it was. True. I was uh, when I sent that email mm-hmm. to that to the HR director. I was willing to remake that order. Sure. I didn't know all these things were going to go. You know, some things went right mm-hmm. that allowed us to still maintain a profit. But Chris, uh, the the vendors stepped up. You know, the mailing house stepped up. Mm-hmm. We actually asked the United States Postal Service to step in, but they they kind of ignored us.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Their but um you know the, the the end result of this Chris was the director of human resources sent me a personal note on her personal stationery and thanking me for it and you know i think i think now i have a client for life i really do i really yeah
0: do. I, I i absolutely I absolutely agree after a, a performance like that and i was going to ask you what was the client's reaction but boy does that sum it up right there they took the time to write you something on their own on their own stationery that that shows that you've made a significant impression and that they trust you now as, as as a partner so that's the particulars of a really really interesting kind of crazy uh, ca- case study to happen especially to be going on around the holidays um and you, you've touched on a lot of this already but if we had to kind of kind of pull the lens back a little bit and kind of give some general tips what would you say is your top tip the, the number one thing a distributor should do when an order you know goes south
1: excellent question chris and and, and i often ask it myself but What I've always tried to do, and I've always tried to maintain, and I managed quite a few sales professionals in my career, but always be forthright. Always work with honesty and integrity and and always put the clients' needs before our own. Okay. And I'm gonna emphasize it again. When I wrote that email on the in November, I was willing to remake that entire order. Things worked out to help us to get through that without having to, you know, accept that thirty-nine thousand dollar remake. But I think getting us on the same side of the battle, as opposed to, you know, the tug of war that we're normally in,
0: mm-hmm. really, really
1: helped. Really, really helped. I,
0: I love the point. I love the point about honesty because it's, see, it, it's it's what tangled webs we weave when we try to deceive, right? You know, it, it's oh, a, you yeah, start going right. down that path it, it, in, in the long run, it probably is going to end up a lot worse. And you're gonna lose that client because they they know that you were dishonest with them. So I think I think honesty is 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 absolutely the way to go. And the way that you were so transparent, and then you also um, you know, not only were you honest about the situation, you came with solutions. It wasn't, hey, here's the problem, I don't know what we're gonna do. It was, hey, here's the problem, here's some things I think we could do. What sounds good to you? How do you wanna how do you wanna proceed with this? And it's just you you, you came with honesty and then you and then you came with potential solutions. I I think that's so Pivotally important when something goes wrong on an order like this, and kind of to that point, is there is there other things that you know you could do when an order sort of goes off the rails? And you know, how do you kind of handle? You're honest, you're transparent, you presented some presented some solutions. What what else can you do?
1: Well, I think I think back, to, hearkening back to the mm-hmm. vendors, going back to the vendors and see how they'll help. Okay. And if you if and if you're honest with them and you and they realize your predicament, I mean, imagine telling somebody you know, why didn't these mail? Well, (laughs) we had a perfect storm. There was an election and this particular mail was not the priority at that particular time. And that's, that's tough to tell a client. And that's, and then, and then, and then to work through it with vendors, I think, you know, putting yourself into predicament and being honest and, and they, they were, they, they were so come becoming, they, they came to me with these, these prices that were you know, well below their cost, which help us helped us all out to to make it right. Um, I just want to emphasize one thing, Chris, about this. Sometimes, you know, in our chosen career path, being promotional product sales professionals, we we can be mocked and chastised at times. But but in a true professional, a true sales professional is a real asset to a client. I really believe that. And um, and if you can t- conduct yourself with honesty and integrity. I think our profession is actually one to be to be very well much respected. I really do.
0: and, and, and yeah, I mean and the the your case study here proves that I mean, you got them uh, I mean these were products that were essential for health and safety and and you got got them to the right people under extremely you know difficult almost unprecedented circumstances in in in, in the history of our industry, right so they they, yeah, they right. those challenges and you were able to build a client relationship in that despite some 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 huge hurdles. so it's a it's a, it's a huge win. I think it's a, it's a case a case study that should inspire some people who hear it.
1: I hope so. I hope so. That's why I wanted to bring it to you, Chris.
0: And, um, so with that in mind, is there any, um, kind of final thoughts or takeaways, you know, for, for the people listening, uh, just, you know, if they get nothing else from this discussion, um, you know, what should they take away?
1: In sales and, and your dealings with your clients, always work with honesty and integrity. I've emphasized it throughout my career. And, and it's helped me immensely, period.
0: Very good. All right, well, Stephen Peek, thank you so much for being with us today. It's really interesting case study, inspiring story, as I say, and again, thanks so much.
1: My pleasure, Chris, take care.